What's going on? Welcome back to Nickel Up. This week we got a little bit of a different episode for you guys. It's with Kylie from the Angel Course. She's a Kundalini yoga teacher. I sat down with her in Detroit a couple weeks ago. Really enjoyed doing this one. It's a little bit different, but definitely worth the watch. Make sure you to drop a like and uh, drop a comment. Let us know what you think. We'll be back for more next week and uh, enjoy the episode. What's up? Welcome back to the Nicola podcast. Today I'm in Detroit with Kylie. She is a Kundalini yoga meditation teacher. Um, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Great. I did Kundalini for the first time this morning. <laughs> it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, I, I feel like this was a good first class for you to do it because it was easy, easier compared to most classes. I really liked the you know, balance between like movement, but also meditation. Yeah. Because I've done a little bit of like yoga in the past. Yeah. Um, and I've also like meditated kind of like stillness meditation before. Yeah. Um, but I liked the combination of those things. So that's how Kundalini is. It's it, it consists of meditation, movement, which is the yoga part of it. Mantra, which is the chanting that we were doing. And then the breath work, which you, you should hit all four all four things in one class and for people that you know the, the topic is new what is kundalini like the basic <laughs> definition it's funny because i had somebody ask me that yesterday in the course like how do i describe kundalini to somebody that asks me what it is and i said it depends on the person that's asking you so if it's somebody who's already spiritual who's already deep you could explain kundalini in in such a special way like it's yoga but it's more powerful than any other form of yoga out there basically the way that the teaching des describe it is that any other form of yoga vinyasa hatha and it's no offense to any other yoga but they say that's like taking a horse and buggy you know to your destiny and when you start doing kundalini, it's like getting in a jet plane. It moves you and your consciousness really, really quickly. So it's the fastest technology to raising your consciousness. That's how I'd explain kundalini to somebody who may have depth that would understand that. To somebody who is really new to all of it, I would make it sound more simple than that. And I would say what we just said, it is yoga, it's meditation it's movement it's breath work it's mantra you're chanting it's probably different than anything you've ever tried before it's a little bit weird it'll push you out of your comfort zone but it's fun and it feels good that's how i would describe kundalini and i would also say that it's a science it's a technology and i think a lot of people don't understand that about kundalini and it gets a really bad reputation as being a religion some people call it a cult which it's absolutely not a cult it is a science it's a technology that helps change the neurons of the brain the chemistry of the brain to make you happier a happier person and so how long have you been you know doing kundalini for so I've been doing it for six years now in February. And how were you originally introduced to it? So I was doing vinyasa yoga. I feel like I was going through 
a difficult time in my life, which I'm sure most of us have experienced that at one point, kind of like that feeling of, okay, I'm getting older. What direction is my life going in? Not really knowing what your purpose is, what your passion is, where you want to live, what you want to do, who you really are. So I started doing vinyasa yoga and it was really helpful. I was doing it basically every single day. It was making me really physically fit, which was great, but it wasn't really changing the patterns that were keeping me stuck in that I don't know what direction I'm going in way. So I was going to California just on a trip and I had posted on Twitter, uh, does anyone know any good yoga places in California? Because I just wanted to keep up with my vinyasa yoga while I was out there. And then um, an acquaintance of mine just through the internet reached out and invited me to kundalini yoga and I had no idea what it was. I had never even heard of it before to be honest. But I told myself, I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to learn too much about it. I'm just going to show up and see what it's like. And I went to my first class and I, I never stopped practicing after that day. After that first class, like what was you know going through your mind? What was the biggest difference that you noticed from, you know, trying different styles of yoga to, to Kundalini? It changed my whole life instantly. Like I remember after the first class, I went to the bathroom and in the hallway of the bathroom were these signs for, for the teacher trainings for yoga, for kundalini yoga. And I was just standing there after class and I saw the sign. I still have the picture of it on my phone, which I look at often. And I just remember feeling like I'm going to that, like I'm going to this teacher training. And so I feel like in that moment, I found my purpose in life and it didn't make sense to me in that moment because it all happened so fast but it was just a feeling like in my heart that I had never felt before of like this is it this is what I'm supposed to be doing and you were looking you know you went to that class were you obviously you were kind of in that point of your life where you were looking for something you felt a little bit like lost right yeah I definitely felt lost I felt like lost in every aspect of my life and I was starting to get into the spiritual stuff before I found kundalini they always say like before you have your awakening a lot of times there's like a six-month period leading up to it where you know you'll start getting like different signs you know this or that so I started getting into spirituality before I found kundalini and I remember I was working with writing affirmations. Like this was the first time I had ever even heard about any of this stuff, tried any of this stuff. And I just kept writing big change, big change, big change. Like I just wanted a big change to happen in my life. And that's exactly what Kundalini was. But at the time, I, I didn't know I was manifesting Kundalini or searching for Kundalini I was just searching for something that would create that big change in my life. How far, how soon after that first class were you back at it? Well, I was in California for a week and I went every single day. Uh -huh. And then I came home and I was like obsessed and I'm a Gemini. So I feel like I've always kind of go gone through phases in my life. 
like short-term obsessions and I just knew this wasn't another one of those things so I came back home I immediately made one of those vision boards and I put the picture of the teacher her name is Tej on my vision board I put the dates for that teacher training I put all these you know inspirational quotes from the teachings on this and then I just started trying to practice on my own at home because I didn't have a place to go where I was living. But it's very, very difficult to do Kundalini on your own without the guidance of a teacher. So I did my best. I tried to find some classes that were local. I found a couple places that were offering it, but pretty much nothing even slightly compared to the teacher that I was going to see. So I think it was probably six weeks later, I booked another trip back to California. I was back there and then I pretty much did that for like two and a half years, like every six to eight weeks, I would go back to California, do class for seven to 10 days or however long I could stay and then go back home and wait until the next time that I could get there. What was your relationship like with that teacher? Like, did she kind of remember you from day one as the person that came in was just completely enlightened by that class or how did that No, I don't think so. Because at that time, this was before COVID. So a lot more people were going to classes in person. And I mean, she would have like 100 people every day. I mean, the room was like filled, packed. And so I think she always had new faces coming in. Um, I think that she started to recognize me more because I started to go up to her after class and talk to her, but I was really nervous. Like she made me very nervous in a good way. I just had never felt that way about anybody before. So it was like a slow blossoming relationship with her where the first few trips to California, it was like, she would kind of recognize like, oh, there's that girl again, you know, and then I'd come up, I would say hello to her. And I think she started to realize, okay, she's, she keeps coming, she keeps coming. She knew I didn't live in LA at the time. And then um, probably like, maybe six months into the practice was when I, her and a, a friend of mine had asked if she would spend time with us outside of class and that's sort of like what started our relationship um so over the years it it really blossomed into something beautiful and i was really blessed and lucky to be able to spend time with my teacher not just in class but off class and they say that like when you are with your spiritual teacher especially one-on-one and like merging your energies sharing your energy like that's that's how you really grow the fastest and the quickest. So I spent a lot of time alone with her. Um, and she became like many things to me. Uh, my First, my teacher. Then she became what felt like a mother. And then she became what felt like a friend as well to me. Um, but we had a lot of really special moments because all of my training was in New York City. So she would come from LA to New York City. It would be like a seven to 10 day stretch. 
and I was able to basically take care of her the whole time. So like I would pick her up from her hotel, walk her to class, bring her back after. We got to have lunch. We got to have dinner. So it blossomed into something really beautiful. And it is um, to this day still that way. During that, like, I guess, like six month kind of period of, you know, getting into it, the first kind of t testing the waters, um, what was your life outside of yoga and kundalini like? Um, it was, I'm trying to even think back. It just seems like so long ago. I mean, even career wise. You know, yeah. Well, I had, I was still working. I was an entrepreneur. I always have been. So at that time I was doing social media um, for, for a business in Rochester but honestly, like once I found the practice, like that became my life. Like I gave everything to the practice, 100% effort went to this practice. And I always had this goal of being a teacher, but I never really imagined that it could actually be my job. So it seemed like a far out dream. But there was like this feeling that was just like put everything into it. I mean, like I spent all my savings on Kundalini Yoga, traveling to go to classes, on the trainings. And I never had any fear or any doubt. Like I just felt like this is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's kind of hard for me to think of what my life was like outside of it. Because once I started, that became my whole life. I want to come back to that, but I want to go to what you were talking about earlier with social media and even like i mean you have a very interesting e-commerce kind of background and yeah. story do you want to just touch on that and like kind of starting with e-commerce because it sounds yeah. like that was the first thing and you were into it way before it was even a thing in, yeah. in some kind of way and way before it was cool at least so i always laugh because i've never i'm 32 and i've never had a job interview in my life i've never filled out a job application I've always found a way to like get your make, nickel up. Yeah, get my nickel <laughs> up. Like <laughs> hustle. I feel like I've been hustling since I was like 15 years old. So my first one was um, I started a clothing business online. And that was like way back before there were these big, you know, online retailers like Fashion Nova. That stuff was not even a thing at that point. So. That was when like little boutiques were starting to emerge online and online shopping was becoming more of a popular thing. So I started that. It was really fun. It allowed me to travel. I met a lot of really cool people. I did what I loved. I was able to be creative. I was working with fashion. But it got to a point where I just wasn't making money. And so one thing i learned in kundalini teacher training is they always said don't quit your day job like while you're working on your passion while you're working and you're hustling to do what you love for a living do not quit your day job and i preach that when i teach all the time because if you are strapped for money a lot of people think like oh the pressure will make me work harder but that's not true it, it actually adds a lot more pressure than you need and so if you can keep your day job keep some stability and then hustle on your passion in your free time on your outside time it's going to make your dreams come true 
a lot more effortlessly. So while I'm working in this fashion thing, I'm like nannying. I'm like doing whatever I can to, to make money. So after that, I realized, okay, there's not a lot of money in retail. Some people there is. Some people make it work. For me, it just wasn't it. And I'm like, how can I make, you know, how can I offer some type of service where there's no overhead charge? So then that led to the next business, which was social media, um, some marketing stuff. And I just think the point of, of me even saying all of this is that every single experience that we go through, like whether it's a success or a failure, it leads you to the next great thing if you can see the silver lining, if you can stay positive. So the first business was a quote-unquote failure, but then it led me to the next business. And the people that owned the business that I was doing social media for were very spiritual people. And that's what kind of introduced me to the spiritual path and started to learn more about this stuff, which then got me into Kundalini. So, you know, every step along the journey is like one step closer to your destiny or whatever it is that you're meant to be doing. E-commerce and social media were things that you were like early on, I would say, right? Was there, you? did you always kind of like have a, a, third eye almost like looking forward to kind of like you know spotting trends and, and businesses i guess and so i mean it's yeah I get, like what you're saying that that sounds very accurate i started social media before social media was really a thing when, when was that like timeline like the the social media marketing that you were doing well the fashion stuff was like 14 years ago because i was like 18 when i started that and then the social media stuff, I think I was probably 23 or so. So, you know, about nine years ago. And that's like when Instagram first came out. Yeah. Nobody had a marketing agency or no, anything. No, and I was figuring, and I was doing what people are doing now before it was a thing, which was basically find these girls on the internet that had big followings, send them clothes, ask them if they want to model for me. And then they would post about it. And that is like what skyrocketed, skyrocketed my shopping website right off the bat. Um, but now, you know, it's so different. It's like so saturated. Like one, one person who like really blew up my website was Jeffree Star. Do you know who that is? I've heard the name before. Like, Well, now he's like a major mogul. YouTube I think he's like a billionaire. Um, no, he's like a makeup guy, oh, like, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> but he was, he was like popular then, but not as big as he is now. Okay. And he wore, I had made these hats that I was selling online and he wore them, posted in them. And I sold like hundreds of these like stupid hats, <laughs> but yeah, like that was, I, I feel like I always kind of did, you know, the thing before it became the thing. And now you're here. So, so transitioning from social media, you know, finding the, the Kundalini in LA and traveling back and forth, you're kind of juggling both of those things. How did it work to, uh, how did it work to, to full time, you know, become a teacher and, and start your own business in this space? Yeah. So, um, it was a very slow transition <laughs> and there were a lot of like, uh, great moments on the path um 
The first class that I ever taught was an impromptu class in an apartment with a bunch of girls just hanging out. And I'm like, hey, you want to try Kundalini yoga? And I had probably been practicing for like two weeks. So I just immediately felt so connected to these meditations, to these teachings that I felt comfortable enough to share them with people. And then um, I started teaching outside because I had nowhere to teach. So I just was teaching in these gardens in Rochester in this museum that I wasn't even sure if I was supposed to be teaching there or allowed to, but I figure it's better to give forgiveness and ask for permission. So I just said, fuck it, I'm going to show up. And I remember some of those first few classes, like I thought maybe a couple people would come, but there was like 15 people there, which is pretty decent. And these are friends or are you posting on Facebook or? Um, Friends, uh-huh. like all friends coming. I, I had forced my one friend to come who had kids at the time and she didn't have a yoga yoga mat. She came with those like building blocks from her kids <laughs> setting them up. So we had so much fun. And then I moved into teaching into a gym and they originally didn't want to hire me because I had no certifications or anything. So I just said like, can I um, give you like a private class and you can just experience what it's like. And then I think I got like 10 minutes into the class and ladies like, okay, yeah, we got it. So I started teaching at this gym. That was great. But again, I've always liked working for myself. So I didn't like them being like every Tuesday you have to teach every Saturday you have to teach. It just that doesn't work for me. So the next step was that I ended up getting my own apartment and teaching Kundalini Yoga out of my apartment. I'm pretty sure my building thought I was like leading a cult. People were coming in, were like chanting, you know, singing, dancing, moving around. And that those are like some of my sweetest memories, but I could only fit 11 people in my apartment. So it went from that to then attempting to teach online for the first time, which I had told you yesterday was a bust. It didn't work out. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I just gave it another shot and I started the angel course basically on a whim, but I would say more off of an intuition. It was like a feeling of you have to start this and you have to start this now. And so two weeks later, I launched the first course and I've been doing it ever since. When you first got like your couple friends around like to do it, did they notice like anything different about you from like when you had just started two weeks before, you know, you tell them, oh, I tried this new thing in L.A. Like, yeah, did they notice a difference like in, in how you were just acting? Your yeah, for sure. And I say that like without ego, but I think a lot of people notice like instantly, you know, I'm like more radiant, happier. Uh, more calm like a lot of people were very very curious about what I'm doing and then you know also at that point I was eating like a very crazy diet which I don't necessarily recommend but I think that the mental discipline that I was able to apply to this diet made people really really curious about what it was that I was doing so I I think it created like an intrigue. I think people were very intrigued. <laughs> Betty, Betty's got to go. Betty's got to go. Sorry, Betty. Um, does Betty, does Betty do Kundalini? 
Betty's been doing Kundalini since the first day that I got her. Wow. Very woke dog. She is a very woke dog. I mean, she'll sit. I take her to class now when I make it to California. And she'll sit in a room full of people and just sit on my mat. It's really amazing. Wow. So starting the angel course, um, second go around, teaching online. Yeah. What was it that made you have the confidence that this is this is the time you're going all in? Yeah. This is... Um, to be honest, there was another really amazing Kundalini teacher. Her name was Guru Jagat. And she was, I think she was probably in her late 30s, maybe early 40s. So she was a bit younger. She was like hip, you know, people really related to her. She had a massive following of students. She had multiple locations, really, really successful in Kundalini yoga, which it's not easy to be successful not just in kundalini yoga, but in the spiritual industry in general. Um, she died, basically, really unexpectedly she died. And that to me was like a huge wake up call because I saw the way that her death impacted people and I started to feel like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? Like, if I died tomorrow, I don't really think that too many people besides like my family and friends would be impacted, which is a, a weird thing to talk about. But I think it's a very real thing that most people should spend more time thinking about. If you were not here tomorrow, what impact would you leave? What What legacy would you leave behind? And so... I saw her impact. I saw her legacy. I mean, she has hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of videos that she left behind that are just absolute gold. And um, I just felt like I have access to this information, to this knowledge, to this technology, and I am not doing enough with it. Like I felt this, I don't want to say shame, but almost like a feeling of shame of just like, why are you not doing more with it? And I had to really look at myself of like, okay, what's holding you back? What are the fears? What are the doubts? What are your insecurities about sharing it? And insecurity was a huge thing. Getting on camera every single day in front of people, I had to break through a lot of insecurities, a lot of limitations that I had built up around myself so after she died that woke me up that really like pushed me to want to share these teachings in a greater capacity and um, it was less than a month after she died that I started the angel course so starting you were still working your day job you were still oh yeah you know with the mom and pop shop like doing their social media yeah I was stuff, doing right? their social media started teaching um my original goal was to make the same as i was making at my day job i'm like well that would be nice you know to get that little extra amount of money every month and i never imagined that this could be my full-time job i really didn't think it was possible but I started that first month and my goal, I think, was 22 people. And the first month I had like 33 people. So I'm like, wow, okay. First month I already like exceeded my goal and making more money than, you know, I ever had. 
And then the second month, the money doubled. The numbers doubled. I had like 66 people. Then the third month, you know, I'm like at 90, close to 100 people. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I am, like this is really happening. And I think that they could feel it because all my energy was starting to go into my hobby now because my hobby is becoming my bread and butter and the other job was starting to look like pennies compared to what I'm making from the angel course and I love what I'm doing with the angel course so it didn't last very long until um I was able to to quit that job but not just quit I we had a conversation where they're like you know kind of asked me what are you doing? Where are things going? So they could feel it too because I wasn't giving as much effort as I, I could have been. But I mean, this was just taking off so fast that it was like I had to, I had to give it everything that I had. And did you know that like it was sustainable? Did you have any worries or doubts that like, oh, you know, next month maybe everybody drops it? I don't... You know. I was terrified. Like even though it was pennies compared to what I was making, that was guaranteed money every month. I know I'm getting a check from these people every single month. When you work for just you, it's unpredictable. You never know. So yes, I was very, very scared to let go of the day job, but I also knew that all the signs, the timing of God, it was just showing me that it was time. And something that is very interesting is that when I did let go of the day job, I feel like energetically it opened something. And that's when it was like all of a sudden, like that's when the money was like, I mean, really coming in a lot. So you have to take a risk on yourself, but I think we always have to be smart. Too many people are like, well, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to take a risk, but they're not making conscious, intelligent, calculated decisions. Like you, the teachings say that life is about hitting the target. It's about knowing exactly when to pull back and to let the arrow go and to hit the target. Timing is everything. So don't take that risk before the target is like right in front of your face. That's a, that's a really good analogy. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Um, what was like the balance or, you know, in such like a space that is almost like sacred and like almost feels like it's hard to touch or merge it into other things, running a business in like a spiritual space, was there mental battles or certain things that you wanted to stay away from? Um, and just be careful of in that space? Yeah, I always felt like I would rather have less people than more people that were not ready for it or like were going to be a pain in my ass. So I just always prayed that whoever is going to find me, whoever's going to find these teachings, that they're ready for them. And that's really what has happened for the past you know almost two and a half years now is i have had really amazing genuine people come into my course like no weirdos no bad energy 
it's been all amazing people who are ready for their spiritual awakening. So I just feel like I've been really careful to protect myself in this space. And when you're working with energy, when you're in the spiritual space, I don't feel like a lot of people understand how serious it is. I mean, you're you're taking in a lot of people's energy. You're also giving a lot of energy to people to keep them going. And I've just been very, very smart to protect myself, which is why you can't find a video of me teaching anywhere. I've never posted a public video of me teaching. I don't have any videos on YouTube. I don't have any videos on my public Instagram page because I don't care about the numbers. If I wanted to make more money, if I wanted to increase my numbers of students every month, I could do so tomorrow by putting out more content, by putting out more videos. But I care more about my spiritual sanity than I do about money because I'm not greedy and I think greed is something that gets a lot of people in trouble no matter what industry you're in so a lot of people have no idea what they're even getting into when they sign up for my course because I don't give any previews either you're ready for it or not um, anybody asks me for like a preview this or that I tell them no because I'm not here to initiate anybody into my course. I'm not here to convince anybody to try Kundalini Yoga. If the calling is great enough, you will sign up even if you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And that's worked for me. How do you how do you think like most people get there then? Is it word of mouth, friends trying it or you know, to, people, oh, you get know? to my course? Yeah. It's all word of mouth. It's people doing the course. It's people changing, it's people improving, it's people being more radiant, being happier, and then their friends, their family, asking them, what are you doing? What happened? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what is this? Um, and then they try it. it. It's been all word of mouth. Do you think, you know, I don't know, like future business ventures or just if someone asks you, like, who wants to start a business is that something you'd recommend is just like really just quality over everything obviously to consistency is something that you could talk about as well yeah. um but just kind of like inverse marketing where instead of putting stuff you know spammy out in your face it's just like put out good energy and kind of make it almost secretive and then just deliver like the product when they buy well i believe that what i've been able to do is proof of this practice working just by being magnetic within myself and my own energy i've been able to attract abundance and prosperity so that to me is like proof of the pudding this practice works it will bring prosperity into your life and you won't have to seek it you won't have to hustle for it but that may not be the advice that works for everybody because not everybody is sitting down every day and working on their magnetism, working on their radiance. So I wouldn't give that advice to someone because they will probably make no money. So you probably should do the marketing. You should do the external stuff. That's just what's worked for me because I have the power 
of kundalini yoga within me but um it also depends on the business that you're in obviously you know if you're selling a product you can't just not post it i will say that getting people intrigued and curious is definitely a marketing technique that more people should use and should apply to their business because the curiosity factor has definitely brought a lot of people into my course of just wondering like what what is this thing you know what what are they doing in this course and not having any access to it my instagram page is private you cannot see anything my website has very very little information on it like i said there are no videos of me teaching this practice so curiosity is absolutely important uh to apply to, to any business. What's the streak for you? How many days? Uh, November 10th will be 800 days straight. I started teaching on September 1st, 2021, and I've never missed a day. And how did that come about? Like, was, was that just your biggest, the second time trying out the online training where you're just like, I can't miss a day. I have to. No, be that was never my goal. Yeah. That was never a thought. That was never the goal. But like I said, I, I don't put content out publicly, but I have endless amount of content for the people in my course. And I feel I've been able to give to the people that give to me because all of my energy is going into them. It probably would have been harder to be consistent, to keep up, to teach every day if I'm like thinking about, you know, what TikTok I'm going to make for my course or what YouTube video I have to create. So I've always felt like for the people who are paying me their hard-earned money, I am going to give them everything I have. I'm going to over-deliver. I'm going to show up for them every single day. And so it wasn't necessarily my plan to just keep up every day. But slowly, I realized that people needed me every day. And so, you know, there's another kundalini course that's out and the woman takes like four or five days off in between each course to each their own that, you know, some people need that. For me, like I wake up every day to a bunch of emails from people that are going through really difficult things in their life and they're relying on me to be there for them every single day. And so it just kind of naturally happened that I felt like they needed me there. So I did what I felt my job was to do is to keep up. And then, you know, slowly it's like I started to realize that I was inspiring people. Like my commitment, my dedication, my devotion was really inspiring to other people. And so that fueled me and motivated me even more. And I would be lying to say that the money didn't motivate me either. That's That has been a huge motivating factor is, is the money that I'm making as well. Just like any incentive, right? I think we all need incentive. It's important. So after the first year, 365 days, I'm like, whoa, okay, let's just, I'm just going to keep it going. I'm just going to keep up. I'm not going to make any excuses. And I mean, there's people in my course that are like 
600 days in that have been doing it with me since they started. So it's not just me. It's it's people in the course as well. It seems like too, it's something that you're going to be doing every day regardless. It's exactly. a massive part of your life. Yeah. Um, and so it's you might as well that's that's also the business you're running the, the yeah. course you have the teaching the responsibility you have so why not just set up your your phone and exactly share it with the people? it's well it's funny because a lot of people will tell me like because i've gone through my own difficult struggles in my life while teaching i can probably count them on two hands different things i've gone through in the past two years that have been really challenging for me and I've still managed to show up every day and there's been times where people are like, just know we'll still love you if you don't show up. But teaching gives me energy. Teaching makes me feel so good that at this point, it's not something that I ever feel I need a break from or need to like rest from. If anything, it's like I need it to keep going through the challenges, through the difficulties. Well, and like you were telling me yesterday too, how like the relationship you have with your community and yeah. your students and the people that you teach is so great where it's very close and personal. Yeah. And that's why you kind of like to keep it small and contained and not a random people that are picky or bringing weird vibes. But yeah. like, they kind of know what's happening with you. You know what's happening with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know like we know everything about each other. I know that they're probably watching this right now. Like if I put something out, I know they're all going to go watch it and support it. It's an amazing feeling to have a support system behind you of people that want the best for you, that are cheering you on especially in a world where there's like so much secret animosity and jealousy and competition and comparison. Like that's something that I teach about and try to make sure that nobody is falling in that negative pattern, especially when it comes to women. Like I have a whole separate course that's, that's just women's teachings because we have to, we have to like support each other. We have to be each other's, you know, biggest cheerleader. We have to cheer each other on. We have to, to, to push each other to become great, to become the best version of ourselves. And you don't get there by tearing other people down. So that's something that I feel really strongly about is like women tearing women down. Like we, we practice not doing that because we work on all of the things that create that weird neurotic habits like and behavior like insecurities, jealousy, like that's all stuff that we internally work on. And I was just thinking this the other day, but it's really important to be happy for other people's success. And one of the, the biggest blocks to your own success is wishing ill on another person or speaking ill of another person it's the quickest way to block yourself from success so sometimes you have to be selfish for your own consciousness for your own rise you have to be happy for people you you can't be jealous of other people's success what are some of your you know favorite moments that have moments or just things that have come from the community that you've built uh 
I feel like just um, there's been a lot of moments where like I've had bad days and I try not to show it, but I'm human. And there's been moments where I get on to teach and there's certain people in the course that can feel it. And I'll instantly get messages after class that's like, I love you. I just want you to know how much we appreciate you. So just those little moments of feeling supported, like it, it's not one giant thing that's happened. It's like those little moments of that make your day, right? So it's like someone noticing your energy and sharing their love for you and it instantly elevates you. It instantly uplifts you. I would say like that's what comes to mind first. Um, the other thing is there's been people in the course that have dated, that are dating now, just knowing that this course, these teachings have brought people together and created love. That's really, really special to me. Friendships, uh, women in the course that have made plans outside of the course and they hang out together, they spend time together, they send me pictures of each other together. Like that makes me so, so happy. And you did in person as well. You did one in person yeah. training. And what was that like? That was crazy. That was a year ago on Saturday. Um, I taught a class in New York. I had been getting a lot of feedback from people to do an in-person class. And so I reached out to a friend that is working at the studio that that woman, Guru Jagat, owned who passed away. And she's amazing, a really, really amazing kundalini teacher in New York City. Her name's Pritam Siri, if anybody's in New York. And she was like, yeah, I would love to host you. So I posted it. And then like the next day she messaged me and she's like, we've never had this many people sign up before a class even started. So I was like, whoa, okay, this might be, this might be big. This might, maybe I'll get like 30 people there or something. And then all of a sudden people in the course are like telling me that they're booking flights and they're flying out for it. And I'm like, Within a oh, day's notice? Yeah. No, no, no. I gave them a heads okay. up. No, I gave like a good heads up for this. So I pull up to teach in New York and there's literally a line wrapped around the block of people waiting to get in. And I was telling you, I told the Uber driver, I'm like, I'll pay you $40 if you drive around for five minutes because I got so nervous just being real. I was very, very nervous. I mean, I teach alone in my room, my meditation room every single day. And I'm like, I'm about to face, you know, what looks like close to 100 people in front of me. And so I just had my little dog, Betty. I'm like, okay, we got this. Let's go. And we went in and it was just one of the most amazing nights of my life, for sure. I remember getting back to my hotel room after and I was by myself and just felt like just, I can't even explain the feeling that I felt. It was really, really beautiful. I felt so grateful that that many people wanted to come to my class. Like what? <laughs> Is that something you want to do more of in the future? or For sure. But I'm going through my own changes in my life that um, I've had to put a lot of focus and energy into. So I haven't had as much energy to focus on teaching in person. But I am planning uh, like a weekend immersion probably in March 
it'll only be for like 28 people so it'll be a bit smaller but it will be like three four days straight of kundalini that's the that's the next that's a lot of kundalini (laughs) that's the next project that i'm working on and i'm sure at some point i will teach classes in person again but for right now i'm just i'm like slowing down currently do you feel like you're running a business or does it just feel like a hobby and a just a project of yours no but i hired somebody i have somebody working with me now that takes care of the business end of things because that got challenging because i was spending so much time you know on the website on you know getting back to customer service questions managing the page because it's all on instagram you know you have to like let people in the page you have to remove people from the page if they don't pay for the next month so that every month i was like oh like it felt like a dread and i'd have to spend so much time on that that it took away from the time that i could spend studying the meditations getting the practice together so I hired someone and that was like the she's been the greatest blessing ever she's made it super easy for me where the only thing I have to focus on is showing up every day and planning a really great class nice what's uh what's it been like working with Isaiah to to introduce him to it and you know the benefits that he's seen you know what does that look like It's been so special. First of all, it's been amazing for me because now I actually have somebody in front of me while I'm teaching, which is really helpful. So I feel like since he started doing Kundalini Yoga, my classes have gotten better because I'm watching him and I'm seeing where he's making mistakes, where he's messing up. And then I'm able to say it because when you're teaching online, you're teaching to to, there's nobody in front of you. You can't say, you know, lift your arms up or do this or do that. You don't know what mistakes they're making behind the camera. So I'm watching him and I'm getting a general idea of like what people might be struggling with. And so it's helped me become a better teacher for sure. But the most beautiful thing would just be watching him experience like the magic of this practice, which obviously i've told him all about but it's the kind of thing where you don't believe it until you experience it for yourself and i feel like one of the best stories which is just a very practical example is that he was talking for for days about how he needed to get he needed to find someone to wash his car like that that was something he really wanted he really needed it we're like calling all these places nobody wants to get him in for another month or whatever and he's like oh i just wish i had somebody that could like come to the house and wash our cars i swear to god we get a knock on the door as right after he finishes trying to call a place and it's some young guy and he's like hey Uh, I saw your cars. I'm just wondering if you need somebody to wash your cars. So that's like a very prime example of what this practice will do for you. It makes you so powerful that it pulls things in that you wouldn't even imagine. So I remember after that day, he was like, whoa, I'm like, I told you like (laughs) that's Kundalini Yoga. That's what starts to happen. And then get this, the guy 
we're also like looking for somebody to help clean the house. He's like, oh, my mom does that. Do you need anyone? So it's like a double whammy. But that's the teachings. One of my favorite quotes from the teachings is sit and wait and let it come. And that's exactly what Kundalini Yoga does. Like you don't have to search for anything. Whatever you need will find you. It will come to you. It's it's very powerful. It's very beautiful. And it's very, very real. But you don't believe it until you experience it. You're like, oh, that's a coincidence or, you know, whatever. That would never happen. But it does. And it happens very quickly. Like that's been special to watch with him is just how quickly he's uh, elevated his consciousness. And obviously, like, too, being in the season now, it's making a big impact, right? Yeah, it's making a huge difference on his game. Yeah. And I actually had um, an older man who meditates that I became friends with um, over the past two seasons. He's like, a great older man. I think he's like 80 years old. And he stopped me the other day and he's like, is Isaiah doing your classes? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I can tell. He's different out there. So it's been able to um, allow him to slow everything down. And also just you learn how to believe in yourself and trust yourself and uh, get over that self-doubt or that negative self-talk. You, you, you become a lot more powerful against it. I think just from seeing him play last night too and being there is like, the biggest thing I noticed is like the control that he had on like himself and his own just game and, and energy and movement, but also his teammates and also just the whole court, like the whole building. I was moving around a lot because I was filming um, and every everywhere I'd go, everybody would be like, wow, I really I really like Isaiah. Like he's just the the energy that he brings uh, is, is super special. I think he's always had that. Yeah, but I think this is bringing it out of him even more. Well, kundalini yoga makes you really magnetic. It makes your energy super attractive. So it's going to bring you more fans. But it will also probably bring you more haters because you're attractive, you're brighter, you're bigger, your your aura starts to get like humongous. So it it's really cool to watch. I mean, I just see it working for him. I, I do think that just because he's been in the space of it for so long that um, he's been able to experience the effects of it without even having to practice. So now that he's actually doing it himself, it's like, I mean, like he's growing quicker than I've seen anybody ever grow. Is this something that you think is for everyone and everybody can benefit from it? Or is it you have to believe in it. You have to be have a certain type of mindset for this to, to really work. Nothing works if you don't believe in it. So if you don't believe in it, don't waste your time. Because you're going to sit down and you're going to still try to convince yourself that everything's a coincidence. That, you know, there's no such thing as magic or energy. So at that point, like this just might not be your lifetime. That's what I always say to people like because everybody asks me, how do I how can I get this person to practice or how can I get that person to practice? You can't. They have to be ready. And we learn in teacher training, you do not initiate anybody into this practice because only a fool has to be initiated. And so even when we talk about Isaiah, 
I mean, I've never forced him to do this practice ever. I hardly even ever asked him to do it because when the time was right, it was going to happen and you have to be ready. So no, I don't think that this practice benefits everybody because I don't think everybody is ready. And I think that there are a lot of people who are just not ready to wake up. They're not ready to be happy. They've got a lot of negativity to work through. That could be negativity from you know, lifetimes upon lifetimes that it's it's just not the time for them and that's okay. So no, this practice is not for everybody. It seems like timing is really the biggest thing. Timing too. is everything yeah. with everything in life. But for this practice, timing, and that's something that I notice a lot is I'll get people come into my course. They'll do one month. I won't hear from them again. Maybe six months later, they reach out and they're like, I'm ready. And they come back in. I mean, there was one guy who did one month, didn't hear from him. A couple months later, he gives it another shot. And I think he's on like a crazy, you know, probably like three or 400. Oh, no, he's 365 days now. Yeah, he's hit a year. So he's gone on a streak. And I've watched his life improve and change. Like he's now found the love of his life. He told me he's getting married. So you have to be ready for it it's amazing well thank you so much i think that i think that was a really good kind of progression if there's anything you want to add go for it well if you're ready yeah if you're ready for um you know a life-changing experience then you should try kundalini yoga and i feel like i do a really great job of showing people that you can be spiritual and still human at the same time you can be spiritual and you can be material at the same time and i think that that's like a really common misconception in the spiritual world is that like to be spiritual you know you have to be a hippie that's like dancing around in a forest of fairies and you know like smoking on ayahuasca and stuff like that it doesn't have to be that way and one of the greatest spiritual teachers osho he said that um he's known for how he had 94 rolls royce cars and he said well it's a lot more comfortable for me to meditate in a rolls royce than it is for me to meditate in a horse and buggy and so i i love osho because he was kind of like one of the first spiritual teachers that came in and i mean he was known for wearing like diamonds and watches and furs and like just decked out like gangster guru style and I love that because you can be both just because you're spiritual doesn't mean that you have to like reject money. We need money. We need money to have freedom on this planet. We need money to break out of, you know, the shackles that society puts around us. Money gives you a lot of freedom. So I feel like this course is great for people who want to work on their mind, that want to work on their consciousness, that want to have a deeper experience and meaning of life on earth while still, you know, being a hustler, being a business person, being a mother, being a father, whatever, you know, you're doing, this will just 
amplify everything. It will make everything, you know, a beautiful spiritual experience. And that's what, that's what life is meant. Life, every, life is meant to be a, a walking and moving meditation at all times. With that being said, where can people find it? <laughs> find you and uh, the Angel Course if they're, if they're interested. Theangelcourse.com. And every new course starts on the first of the month, but I open spots for the course on the 18th of the month. So like the next month, the month before on the 18th, you can start to sign up. It gives you a good, you know, week and a half to prepare yourself, to get yourself ready. And then every first of the month, you will find me right here starting a new course. And I'm just going to go until the wheels fall off. Whenever people leave the course, I'm always like, well, you know where to find me. And they always come back. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for sitting down. Thank you for the hospitality this weekend as oh, well. Oh, of course. And uh, I'll be there. I'll be, I'm, I'm joining up. Oh, so. yeah. You just request the page. You got to join. You got to keep up and keep I'll doing be there. it. Yeah. I, it, I mean, I like, I've tried meditation before. Yeah. And it's something that I definitely believe in. It's benefited me a ton. Um, and it's something that I think just my family kind of has always accepted. Yeah. Um, but this was definitely like really different and in a really good way. And I really enjoyed it today. The last thing I'll say is it's because I, the, these teachings, it's not just me, but these teachings put you deep in meditation without even realizing that you're going deep in meditation because it's very difficult to just sit down and close your eyes and that's what people think meditation is and that is not what meditation is and that's why you know for the first 20 minutes of class we were moving our body all around because you have to open your energy up before you can sit down and close your eyes and start meditating so i have a way through the power of these teachings to put people deep in meditation without them even realizing that they're going there until the class is over and then they're like whoa what was that mm. so it's Amazing. a cool technology it's very different i like too that you call it a technology it's a technology well. it's a science yeah i mean it's changing the neurons of the brain so that that's why people change quickly very cool. all right thank okay, you so much thank you that's perfect okay